The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. As 2021 comes to an end, we look back at the one of the biggest stories in 2021, and that is Ring of Honor. We look back at some of the biggest moments, the legacy of Ring of Honor, and helping us, we talk to some of the biggest names in the almost 20 years of ROH, right now on the Busted Open Podcast. For me, so many memories of Ring of Honor from 2002 up until even what we saw this past Saturday night, uh, I watched on Fight TV for the final, final battle um, when it comes to whatever Ring of Honor is going to be in the future. Uh, it's gonna, It was definitely the end of an era. It felt that way. It looked that way. It sounded that way. And no matter what Ring of Honor's future is, and I don't even know what that could be come April of 2022, Man, they, it ended with a bang uh, this past Saturday night with Final Battle Bully. Without a doubt, uh, Ring of Honor's locker room made sure that that company went out guns a-blazing. I have uh, a, a standing ovation, a round of applause, um, a tip of the cap, and all that good stuff to the entire locker room. I was lucky enough to get to work in Ring of Honor for three years. Um, I always thought it was a place that I wanted to be in because Ring of Honor was invented because of the huge gap left in the wrestling business once ECW went out. And once ECW went out, Ring of Honor picked up and you know carried the torch of not extreme wrestling about work ethic wrestling yes uh, that's what extreme championship wrestling ecw is all about it was about a certain mindset and a certain work ethic <clears throat> and they continued it and they did a great job with it and being able to work there i'll never forget the first day i was there dave they asked me hey man what do you want to do and i said uh i want to work with the briscoes <laughs> like that was that was the big deal for me i wanted to work with the briscoes and me and Devon, when we had left the WWE for the second time, uh, actually had a deal in place from Ring of Honor to work with the Briscoes. We were supposed to be the Dudleys versus the Briscoes. 
Devon felt that Ring of Honor was beneath him. Uh, I completely disagreed. Um, so we never got Dudley's versus Briscoe's. I went there and I made sure I got to do something with them because I had uh, a lot of respect for those two guys. I know they got jumped at final battle by FTR. I'm hoping and praying to the wrestling gods that this Wednesday night on Dynamite, we get a good old fashioned receipt. I hope we see the Briscoes in AEW, at the very least in AEW. I hope we see the Briscoes wrestling their style of tag team wrestling wherever they want on the planet, whether that's AEW, whether that's the NWA, whether that's Impact, whether that's in Japan. The Briscoes are the most underrated tag team on the planet, and they have been so for many, many, many years. They are a victim of if a tree falls in the woods and nobody's around to hear it, did it really make a noise? They have been in Ring of Honor for so long that not many people truly know about them. Yes, a small portion of the wrestling community knows about the Briscoes, but not as many people around the world know about the Briscoes as should know about them. They are an incredible team. Um, I, I consider them men's men, stand-up dudes, hard-hitting, bad mother truckers that will always go out there and give their all in the ring. And uh, I... It, I wanted to make sure that I got to share a ring with them. And that's how much respect I had for the Briscoes uh, when I was there. So great job by the locker room at Final Battle. Uh, props to you guys going out there and giving it your all, despite the fact that as of today, you have no place to work as far as Ring of Honor is concerned. The company is now, what's the word, Dave? Defunct? Gone, dead, I don't know. It's on It's on a hiatus, and where that hiatus leads, I don't know. There's a lot to break down, Bully, because, you know, for me, Ring of Honor means a lot. Because you just talked about ECW, and at a time when ECW was gone and WCW was gone, which were the two uh, companies that I really followed the most in pro wrestling, there was a tremendous void. Uh, in 2002... Ring of Honor picked up that ball, and I was a die-hard, loyal Ring of Honor fan almost from day one. And so many of my memories the last 20 years when it comes to pro wrestling is tied in with Ring of Honor. Bully, uh, this might be tough to swallow, but this may be the last time that we truly talk this much about Ring of Honor. Ever. I mean, we really don't know what the future of this company is. And if they do come back, we don't know what that's going to be. But it's not going to be what we've seen before. Uh, Saturday night was truly the end of an era. So, Bully, like, th that's why I'm hoping some of our Loyal Nation members call in today because I'd like to share some of those. Because we don't know if we're ever going to be able to talk about this company again. And I don't want it to just dissolve and go away because it gave so many memories to wrestling fans. And just a reminder to our listeners, myself and Dave struggled to talk about Ring of Honor. We wanted to talk about Ring of Honor. We begged Ring of Honor to talk yeah. about them. Unfortunately, Ring of Honor wasn't giving us anything to talk about. And this, feel, this might feel like a case of a little bit too late. I wish everybody who was on the Ring of Honor bandwagon on sat this past Saturday night was on the Ring of Honor bandwagon the whole time. 
Not just when Oak, when Cody was there or when the Bucks were there. No, there was an entire other company there. Cody and the Bucks weren't there Saturday night. And you got a knockdown, drag out, banger show. You got an all killer, no filler show. Why weren't you watching this product? Why weren't you loyal to this product? Why weren't you giving this product the, the, the chance, the locker room? More specifically, the locker room. Because when it comes to the Ring of Honor office, that's a completely different story, and you don't need me going off on them today. That locker yeah, room deserved that, we've talked better. About it a lot. Yeah. Yes. No, and, that and locker and room deserves about the better. Struggles. Yeah. Well, you you talked about the struggles, and you know, two names that came come to mind when I think of Ring of Honor, especially the early days of Ring of Honor is Joe G and Kerry Silken. Like, those guys, uh, I, I, I don't know, especially Kerry Bully, and you know him well, like, eat, slept, and breathed Ring of Honor, uh, even up to this past Saturday. And part of the memories of everybody thinks of, you know, Triple H taking that picture with whoever became NXT champion. Kerry Silken would always go in the ring and stand next to the champion when they won that championship title. And Joe G was an, an amazing PR director uh, for Ring of Honor. And it's so funny, Bully, you talk about the struggles with Ring of Honor. When Joe G was there, um, there was never an issue. I could call him and say, we need somebody for the show today. And he would get me somebody for the show that, that day. And Kerry Silken, I got I to admit, Bully, I got a little emotional seeing him on Saturday because I know how much this company meant to carry Silken and now this company is done. And uh, there's a lot of people bully behind the scenes that really fought tooth and nail to keep that company standing with honor. And it, it was a sad day on Saturday to see it all come to an end. Uh, like I said, the best I can say is uh, tip of the cap and respect to the locker room, to the lifers in ring of honor, to, to, to the Rhett Tituses of the world who have been there from day one. People might be saying right now, who's Rhett Titus? Rhett Titus is a guy that's been in Ring of Honor from day one, busting his ass. Guys like that deserve a little bit of respect today. Yeah. That whole locker room, from the Jay Lethals to the, to the Greshams to the Briscoes and the Shane Taylors and the Angelina Loves and the Mandy Leones and even Delirious. Yep. The, the booker of Ring of Honor. The only booker that Ring of Honor uh, has had over the past, I don't know, what, eight, ten years? Yeah. Not an easy job. Burnt out to the, to, to, to the last fiber of his brain cells. Still out there doing what he does. To the cheeseburgers of the world. That fat bastard blew out my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> all 120 pounds of them saying, soaking wet <laughs> the word fat doesn't come to mind when i think of cheese not many cheeseburgers went into the mouth of cheeseburger um but but seriously you start thinking about those people and you start thinking those wrestlers bully even during what we saw on saturday the video packages that wrestlers sent in hangman think about this Hangman Page, Jimmy Jacobs, CM Punk, Adam Cole, the Young Bucks, Brian Danielson. You know, those are guys that, you know, for years fought for Ring of Honor, whether it was in front of, you know, 
thousands of fans at the Hammerstein or in front of like, you know, 200 fans at Basketball City in Manhattan. Like, those are guys that went out there and had some of the best matches I've ever seen as a wrestling fan. And, and those are some of the names that I think of when I look at Ring of Honor as well. Ring of Honor does not get nearly enough credit for the star power that it created for the rest of the wrestling business. Unfortunately, Ring of Honor wasn't able to find the next level for most of the stars that they created. And when you talk about guys like Hangman Page and CM Punk who are sending in videos, if it's not for Ring of Honor, these guys might not be who they are today. Pound for pound, Ring of Honor has created more stars of today than any other company. You know, we talk about ECW and how ECW changed the landscape of a wrestling business. Very few ECW guys came out of ECW and were as success, you know, were considerably more successful than they were in ECW as Ring of Honor. I mean, the list goes on and on from the Samoa Joes to the AJ Styles to the Seth Rollins and the CM Punks, yada, yada. Star after star after star. And that's why so many other companies, including NXT in its early days, mimicked everything that went on in Ring of Honor. Because Ring of Honor was truly giving wrestling fans an alternative in-ring style to what they were seeing in the WWE. Yeah, and, and, and four years ago, Bully, Hangman Page, uh, you know, you know, an Adam Cole... Uh, th- those those guys were with uh, Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks. Those guys were with Ring of Honor. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking about 15 years ago. I'm talking about four years ago. Those guys were with Ring. I mean, you know, one of the best matches I've ever seen with Ring of Honor at Final Battle was Kyle. The main event was Kyle O'Reilly against Adam Cole. That wasn't that long ago when you think about it. But here you are. Th- those names, like like you said. You know, Kevin Owens, you know, formerly Kevin Steen, the guy that we just saw in the ring with Brock Lesnar on SmackDown, you know, uh, formerly El Generico, you know, with with Ring of Honor, uh, Seth Rollins with Ring of Honor, the, the, the Ch- Samoa Joe, as you mentioned, they all came. Daniels Kazarian. Yes. All from Ring of Honor. And you're right, Bully. And I don't want to pass it over because it's extremely significant what you just said. There is no company ever that I could ever remember that created more future superstars than Ring of Honor ever in the history of pro wrestling. Ring of Honor is an extremely important wrestling company when it comes to the big picture story of the wrestling industry over the past 20 years. They get lost in the shuffle because they were underground, not not very underground. And that's the messed up part to me. Ring of Honor was underground for so long, which which made it cool. And I I feel bad for the fans because, you know, Ring of Honor was in front of a sold out Madison Square Garden. And then you have that was two and a half years ago and you had a pandemic and they're going on hiatus. Like, it's, it's kind of crazy when you think about it, but you're right, Bully. That's not for the discussion today because this is going to probably be the last time we talk about Ring of Honor until possibly April of 2022. And I crossed my fingers that we're having a discussion about Ring of Honor in April of 2022. But even if we do, 
It was truly an end of an era. Hey everyone, it's Brad the Big Noise Evans from the Fantasy Fast Track. With the fantasy football season upon us, catch me and Brandon Funbuns Funston every week as we sprint through a variety of fantasy football topics, including waivers, trade targets, sleepers, plus, and more. If that first place medal is what you're after, we've got the information to help you make it happen. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Let's go under the assumption that this is the end of Ring of Honor, at least the, the current incarnation of Ring of Honor as we've known for the last, whatever, 17, uh, 18 years, whatever the exact number is, Mark. Uh, it's been a special company. Um, I, I, I don't think I'm breaking any new ground when I say that. It occupied uh, a place and time in the pro wrestling space when WCW was obviously no longer around. The independent circuit was uh, certainly not what it is today, and, and Ring of Honor uh, gave a home to professional wrestlers, especially young professional wrestlers that, Mark, you know, were going to be setting the table for the next couple of decades in the business of pro wrestling. Obviously, names like Samoa Joe, Nigel McGuinness, uh, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan slash Bryan Danielson, Tyler Black slash Seth Rollins. Uh, the list really does go on and on and on. 19 years of history for Ring of Honor and, 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 and at least a chapter coming to a close tonight, Mark. What did Ring of Honor mean to you? You know what, man? Ring of Honor was the show that had guys like Brian Danielson, Samoa Joe, uh, Kevin Steen. Like the list goes on of guys that yeah. uh, wrestled there. Uh, before I saw, uh, before they came to NXT, uh, the Ring of Honor was one of the places that I used to look for talent, like future rising stars. Because I saw the style of wrestling uh, that they presented, and not just mm-hmm. uh, the the guys from the Indies were were going to uh, Ring of Honor because they they were allowed to be themselves, and um, I, I I love the fact that you can you can be yourself and make it. And the WWE, during that time, subscribed to that same theory. We need new blood. We need guys that could go. And Ring of Honor was one of those places that um, WWE looked looked to find great talent. You wanted to know who your 
four pillars, and I'm talking to the nation, who the nation's four pillars of Ring of Honor were. I think on any list, you almost have to have Joe Danielson and the Briscoes. Like, if you're talking about your four pillars, I I don't know how you don't have those three. And then the fourth, I think, is interchangeable. Like, you can have Jay Lethal. You could even have a guy like Roderick Strong, Mr. ROH. I mean, the guy was there forever and put on some amazing matches. I, I, I... I think that was a great question you posed, so I'm going to obviously prompt it again to the nation. Who are your four pillars of Ring of Honor? Mark, who would you say? Who who are your four pillars? Because, man, if, if you mention those four, that means you're also leaving out the likes of a Kevin Steen or a El Generico. A I mean, the talent, the talent that went through that damn organization. My God. Man, Kyle O'Reilly. Um, Kyle O'Reilly. Adam Cole. Kyle. Golly, man, I, I I really do think that. But you know what? I think that Adam Cole and and Kyle O'Reilly guys of that elk, they really developed as superstars more at uh, NXT. They were over. Well, yeah, they were over yeah, at ROH. I mean, in terms of yeah, in terms of development, in but terms Jay Lethal was stars. a megastar. Yeah. Jay Lethal was a megastar. Brian Danielson was a megastar. Yeah. You know, like, it's, it's, there's a difference. Guys that the whole show was based around. Like, they carried it. They were the main event guys. Samoa Joe. Yeah. Main event. You, it, it's, it's hard to – what you going to put on after them? And, and that's what I – it's like uh, AJ Styles when he was at uh, – Impact. Like, AJ Styles was a monster at Impact. Kurt Angle was a monster at Impact. I'm saying at ROH, who were the monsters of the industry? That's who I wanted to hear uh, people's opinions about their four pillars. Hey, everyone. Lindsay Rhodes here. And if you love football, you're going to love my podcast, The NFL Roadshow. With episodes Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we cover every NFL angle and talk to guests from across the NFL world, Hall of Famers, analytics nerds, and I say that lovingly as someone who wants to be an analytics nerd very badly, fantasy football experts, all of it. They're discussions you're not going to find anywhere else. So please, subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. As a wrestling fan, you know it's hard. All the blood, the sweat, the tears, the chairs. It's a hard day out there. And do you know what tastes incredible after a hard day in the ring? A Mike's Hard Lemonade. You get all hot and bothered, and then you can cool off with an ice-cold hard lemonade. Since day one, Mike's Hard Lemonade has been making lemonade the hard way. They take three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, and cold-press them to create a taste like no other. They choose to do things the hard way because they know... Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. That's why for 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Find now in store, Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium malt beverage with flavors. Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. She is Ring of Honor 
women's champion Roxy joining us. I, I'm just curious, like those three letters, R-O-H, what does the company mean to you? Not as not as a performer, not as a champion, but as a as a fan, as someone who loves the business of professional wrestling. What does ROH mean to you? It means so much to me. Um and honestly, like it it's such a prestigious company. You know, you saw all these like amazing uh some of the best in the world come out of Ring of Honor. Like you have like Seth Rollins, CM Punk uh, Brian Danielson and uh, and then I never I never actually saw myself in Ring of Honor and then to now be holding like one of the most prestigious titles in the world uh, it's insane to me um, so yeah it, it means so much to me and I'm 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 really grateful that uh, that I got to be a part of this era um, even though it's coming to an end but uh, uh, I'm I'm grateful I'm grateful well they they gave you an opportunity. And you took that opportunity and you parlayed it into being a champion as well as somebody that's going to be remembered. If there's never, ever another ROH show or match, you have to be able to enjoy and, and smell those roses while you're walking through the yeah. fields because you'll look down the road and you won't have the joy. Uh, so that that would be my advice tonight is smell the, smell the roses and enjoy it and not push that back and go, well, I just got to push forward. Be emotional. You know, there's there's nothing wrong with it. But I, I know for a fact that you're an outstanding talent and that you're going to get uh, another shot at being uh, a champion again. So um, wherever you fall, um, uh, as as long as you're above ground, you should be, you know, smelling the flowers. Thank Don't you. get that. <laughs> now, now, Roxy, when you hear that from from obviously a, a legend, a Hall of Famer, a a, a, a man like the world's strongest man, um, I, I would imagine it on some level has to make you feel good about your future. I know you feel good about your future. You rightfully should. You are the Ring of Honor uh, champ yourself. What does 2022 look like for you i know there's a lot up in the air but um how do you want to continue on this momentum obviously i know tonight is a big night for you but this has been a big year for you roxy so yeah I, i'm just very curious at how you're looking at 2022 and how you're looking at this closing of a chapter in ring of honor um yeah uh i think uh mark henry said it best um and i think i for now i'm just uh, I, I saw a quote and it said uh I'm never going to have this version of myself again. So let me just take the time to be with her. And I think that that's what I'm just trying to do right now. You know, uh, like I said, I, I never thought that I'd be a uh, ring of honor woman's champion. I never thought that I'd be the first and possibly the last. Um, so, and uh, it's such a prestigious title and my name is going to be in history forever. So I know that, this momentum is going to take me like so far in 2022. And uh, I don't know, hopefully I can still defend the title like anywhere I go. Um, uh, and cool. Maria had mentioned like she wants me to defend the title against anyone, anywhere, anytime. So who knows? Like you never know where I'm going to pop up. How much pride do you take as a woman, as a champion, to have a major championship like the Ring of Honor Championship? How much uh, pride and, 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 and sort of, I don't know, uh, how much joy do you take in being a sort of a, uh, a beacon for the women and being a champion in this industry, specifically right now when everything's so well for the women? Yeah, uh, 
so much uh, because, uh, uh, yeah, I've been a fan of it since I was like 10. Uh, so, uh, you know, in, in that era, it was still where, you know, the women were being sexualized and maybe they had like three yeah. matches, I mean, three minutes, uh, maybe two minutes, minute and a half. Um, and then uh, I actually started training when I was 13. So uh, I had a few a few years on the indies. And I remember just like uh, maybe when I was like 14, 15, and I'd be on some indie shows. And, and they were still kind of announcing the woman as like, oh, and now we have an eye candy match. Are you guys ready for the eye candy? And I would just sit there and like, oh, I hate hearing that. Um, and now it's like, no, these women are athletes. Like, like. We are like, I, I was able to main event uh, Ring of Honor TV taping. Uh, that's insane. Uh, so, yeah, I take so much pride in it. And, and uh, I'm so happy that I get to be a part of like, uh, of this, you know, where like women are not eye candy. They are athletes. They're superstars. They they can do uh, everything that, that a male wrestler can do. And so, uh, yeah, it's really cool to me. Roxy, thank you so much. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> this is Jimmy Smith, voice of WWE Monday Night Raw and host of Unlocking the Cage on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156. And I'm here to let you know that Unlocking the Cage is now available as a podcast. That's right. You'll get my take on the trending stories in combat sports and interviews with some of the biggest names in the fight game. I'm bringing you shows every Tuesday through Friday. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app free for most subscribers. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. If we're talking Ring of Honor, there's somebody who has been a part of this show. I can honestly say since day one of Busted Open has been a part of Ring of Honor, I think, since the debut year of 2002. And he's in a lot of ways a leader, definitely the leader of the embassy. And it's the one and only uh, Prince Nana. <laughs> Sir, how are you? How are you, man? David, David LaBrecca, how are you, my friend? It's been... It's been way, way too long since I've seen you, my friend. All right. This and I've I've had you on the show many, many times. We've had many, many yeah. conversations. Uh I've actually had the honor to introduce you at a Ring of Honor show. I I I seriously think that might have been the first time you've ever gotten my name right. David Lagracchio. <laughs> What are you talking about? I said, hi, how are you, David LaGrecchio? What's your problem? You know, you haven't changed. You haven't changed after all these years. But, you know, that's what I like about you, my friend. 
I, I love you. I respect you. You're you're one of the greatest. I, I swear. As I said, and I say this all the time, you were on the very first episode of Busted Open back in the day when it was Doug Mortman and I, and here we are 13 years later, and now we have Bully Ray and Mark Henry and Tommy wow. Dreamer wow. a part of this show. Um, it's so funny, and you were in studio for that first ever show as well. So here we are 13 years later, and talking about Ring of Honor, I, I had to have you come on. You're such a big part of the history of Ring of Honor from – all the way oh, from sure. its beginnings to now, you know, first, how did you get involved uh, with Ring of Honor? Well, you know, the, the story is, is quite unique, but I, we've spoken about this quite a few times, but maybe not as in, as in depth, maybe as we're going to speak today. But um, I was uh, wrestling ever since, I, you know, 1996. I've been training over at Johnny Rods, over at Gleason's Gym. So, you know, uh, sports entertainment for me at that time when the 2000s came around came very simple to me because I grew up, uh, you know, uh, in pro wrestling in my high school years. When I was doing, you know, high school, I was the editor of the, the, the yearbook at John Dewey High School. I was, do, you know, working at the you know, music labels as an intern. And I was also training to be a wrestler with Johnny Rod. So, you know, I, I was making a name for myself uh, and I was learning from the best. Johnny Rods, Tommy Dreamer used to pop up every now and then. We had uh, Taz popping up. We had Devon Dudley. So, you know, I was really, you know, getting, uh, you know, polished by some of the greats of, of today. You know, most of those people that I said to, some of them are at least, you know, Hall of Fame legends. But, it, you know, I, I became a real popular guy with a company called um, ICW. Right now they run as a company called... Um, uh, expect the unexpected. Uh, so I was, you know, doing the Elks Lodge. Have you ever been there in Queens? I've been to the Elks Lodge in Queens, yes. Really? Have you gone for the ECW shows? Yep, I used to go for the ECW shows. So you know you know what type of building that was. Yes. And and during the, you know, during the, 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 the end days for ECW, you know, ICW came in and they started doing the ladder matches with Loki and um, Xavier, rest in peace, so I was becoming a really, really big, big, big part of that show. I mean, I would walk out uh, and, and the New York City crowd would go bananas. I mean, I have videos. You've seen them. Rest in peace to my good friend, uh, Jonathan Harry, who actually came to one of uh, my shows out there in Queens. He actually uh, almost got into it with Xavier at that wow. event. Uh, and um, uh, that was the same event that, Gabe Sapolsky came up to me and uh, he said, uh, listen, Nana, you know, I'm a huge, huge, you know, Gabe Sapolsky. Of course. Yep. Right. So he, he comes up to me and he's like, you know, Nana, I'm a huge fan of yours. You know, I didn't know who he was. All right. I didn't know who he was. Um, you know, I was a local New York City guy that was just boom. It was like everything from doing the promos and the ring. And he was a fan and he, he had no problem telling me he was a fan and that him and, and Rob, Rob Feinstein, were going to start uh, Ring of Honor and that I was one of the the, um, uh, the wrestlers that they wanted to start the company with. Uh, I said, hey, take my number, man. I'm down to do it. I'm down to do it. And it's history from there. Yeah. And you and listen, you I asked him if he wanted to be a back scrub, you know, a back rubber. 
all right, to scrub my back, but yeah, he turned that down. So I just took the job with Ringo Bottom. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned you mentioned Gabe and Gabe obviously a legend on that scene and you know a guy who's still doing a quiet demeanor but really one of the quietly one of the kings of independent pro wrestling in this area for the last what 25 years if not more and and Kerry Silken is somebody that we interviewed for this show yes. as well. Kerry is somebody that sleeps yes, eats yes. and breathes not just pro wrestling but New York City. Like he's a guy right. that just knows the right. street of New York so well. Talk about your relationship over the years with Carrie. Oh man, Carrie Silken. I, you know, I I don't know where he popped up from. <laughs> I can tell you, you know. And again, I, I I didn't, you know, I wasn't looking to get into this company like a lot of guys now. They try to they're trying to get into Ring of Honor. I get it, and they're trying to get into WWE and all AEW. I was just loving what I was doing and hoping that I was going to get paid. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And I don't know where uh, Carrie Silken popped up. He just popped up and he was a fan. He was a huge fan of mine. I didn't know who he was. I didn't know what his purpose was. We, we, you know, I'm a, uh, you know, I'm a pretty open guy when it comes to, uh, you know, listening to my fans and, and listening to my followers. So he was one of the people I was listening to. Uh, and we were friends for maybe about two years before I realized, and this is how just like, I'm just like, so just, you know, you just got to just focus on, I, I just realized that he was the owner of Ring of Honor. <laughs> wow. You know, like that, you know, and that's how crazy it was. So ever since then, uh, we've had a relationship. Carrie is like a father figure. All right. Not only to me, but to almost all of the top wrestlers in the business today. Adam Cole, the Young Bucks, uh, you know, uh, Claudio Castanoli. Uh, I could go on the list forever, everybody. So, you know, uh, it's because of Carrie that I was able to implement all of the things that I learned, you know, in school, uh, in the music business and implemented in Ring of Honor, you know, with everything that I was able to do outside of the ring. So Carrie actually, you know, uh, I was like one of his secret weapons. You know, Gabe was one of his secret weapons. Sid was one of his secret weapons. You know, I could go on a few, you know, it's, he, you know, I was one of the guys on Carrie's team. And, and um, man, I'm just grateful that he, you know, he and I have a, still to today a, a really close relationship and bond. I always, I always. Unlike you, unlike you, I, I invite you to Korean barbecue and, and you turn me down. You say, oh, I got to go to be in Long Island and stuff like this. That is not true. Uh, you've, if you ever invite me, I'm there. I always, I always kick Carrie like the first time, first time I met him, I actually, it, it was you the, and Tomasa Champa that I, and with Mia Yim that I introduced into the ring. I don't know if you remember that in the Manhattan ballroom. And I remember Bobby Cruz going to Carrie and saying, Hey, this is Dave LaGreca of Busted Open. I'm going to have him be the ring announcer for one of the matches. And Carrie's like, who, what's the name of the show? I never heard of it. He's like, fine. It's not a pay-per-view. So fine. That sounds Do whatever like, you want. That sounds like him. He's like, fine. That sounds like, but I think you have your dates mixed up. You Do met I? Carrie a long time before that. Well, well, the the time I met him before that, I remember him going up to my producer and saying, "Where's Dave Lagreca?" And he pointed out Dave. You know, he pointed me out. He goes, "That's Dave Lagreca." Like that <laughs> sticks in my. 
Yeah, yeah, very, 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 you know, selective of who he's bringing on the team. He wanted to see what you could produce, I guess. You know what? He's he's one of the, my favorite. Honestly, one of my favorite people I've ever met in this business. Absolutely. And, he, and, and I can't talk more about him. I always give Silk and his flowers now. It's always good that, you know, I give people their flowers now. He's a, 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 a um. What, what is it? a motivator, he's an influencer, he's a, um, you know, uh, entrepreneur. He's definitely someone in the wrestling niche that people can look back and say, wow, this is what, you know, he, he helped uh, create and ha- helped uh, make a foundation in sports entertainment. There's no, there's no doubt about it. Now with you, you know, and you talked about all the things that you were able to bring to the table, multi-skilled, uh, in the ring, on the microphone, with music, like amazing. And the one skill that I want to talk about is on the microphone because you became a manager. You became a mouthpiece for so many different talents that came in and out of Ring of Honor. Talk about the development of your character, you know, the embassy and all the people that you've had to work and be a mouthpiece for throughout the years. You know, uh, rest in peace to Jimmy Rave. I don't, you know, yeah. you know about it. Of Jimmy course. Rave was a big part of the embassy, you know, and a big part of um, the development of the embassy. And, you know, at that point, you got to remember, I was already like uh, 10 years deep. It was like already 10 years of like uh, going through a little bit in the wrestling business. You know, in 2000, I had my first, uh, you know, uh, I think it was 1999 or 2000. I had my first like dark match with WWE, you know, and my second one the year after, then Japan, you know, after that. So I had a lot of like big time experience also, you know, in what in the ring, Uh at whatever rate you want to call it, uh, you know, but creating the embassy with people like Jimmy Rave and Xavier and Jake Chung, it wouldn't have been possible without those guys. It wouldn't have been possible without those guys. Each and every one of them had a select uh, story to tell. Uh, you know, Jade was, you know, she had her story. Jimmy had his story. Xavier had his. And, and basically the way that the name, the embassy came up, you know, it was very like spontaneous. You know, Gabe was the one that ran the show. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and you know, we had a good relation. We had a good relationship at that time, and not, we we still do. You know, uh, if I text him, you know, uh, it's hey, you know, now I know what's going. On. I hope you and the family are fine. Same thing with you know me and him, uh, with he and I. But um, the day I came up with the uh, embassy gimmick or the day that I knew I would be managing on a full-time basis, I remember right before going through the curtain with Xavier uh, and Gabe running up to me and saying, you know, and he knew I was really good with the creative stuff. You know, I was into doing that. He ran up to me and was like, Hey, Nana, what, what do you think? What do you think we should call your faction? And, and I've just been playing around with this in my head for the longest time. And, I was like the embassy and he was like, all right, Bobby, this is what it is. And when Bobby announced it, it just sounded so beautiful. You know, it just sounded so beautiful. And especially in relation to me being a part of the Shanti kingdom in Ghana, in Ghana, West Africa, which a lot of people try to question, but you know, if you ask me the question, I'm going to give you the answer. So yeah, that's where the embassy comes from. I love it. Cause you're royalty. Uh, you, you truly Absolutely. are in, in every sense of the word. Um, 
Talk about the growth of Ring of Honor. You know, I started watching Ring of Honor in Edison, New Jersey, and then, then the next thing you know, it's in the, in the New Yorker. And then, Edison, Jesus Christ, that's where you started in the Edison market. <laughs> My goodness, but go on. I'm a Jersey guy, so. <laughs> um, but you just saw the growth of that product. Just go to to the point where. You're in on a regular basis in the Manhattan ballroom, then the Hammerstein ballroom, thousands of right. people, and then ultimately right. Madison right. Square Garden. Just talk about right. the growth, especially early on with Ring of Honor. Oh, man. It, it was, you know, everyone that was involved in the earlier days of Ring of Honor, hats off to them, and we're all uh, doing well. Everybody's doing well. Some people, you know, everybody, life is ups and downs, mm-hmm. and I hope that everybody is, like, enjoying life. I know we, we enjoy you know, what we do in life, which is like to feed our families and this and that. But we also have to be enjoying life also. And I think like a lot of the people that were in the locker room with me in Ring of Honor, we're enjoying life and we're enjoying the fact that we're helping each other. You know, we're, we're uh, at the top of business right now, helping the younger guys get over. And that's what uh, Ring of Honor was really about from day one. It was about, you know, uh, showcasing talent that needed to be out there and also giving you know, uh, talent, a shot to prove that they're one of those talents that needs to be out there. And I think that's the whole, um, uh, you know, premise of Ring of Honor. If, if, if you look at it from my standpoint, if I was a corporation trying to look at it, you know, but a, another reason why it just uh, withstood the test of time is because, you know, there were a lot of people that actually loved it in the back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there was, it was like, it was make or break time. If we don't put our hearts and soul into this, this company is going to go under. And nobody wanted to see it go under. You know, and I'm not saying that corporations want to see uh, Ring of Honor go, go under, but these corporations are dealing with billions of dollars versus $2 million. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So it's like, yep. okay, what are we doing here? And I, so I get what's going on now, but, you know, the transition from being on the road with uh uh, Mary and Wayne, who are also music people with Ring of Honor, like everybody in that company, you know, even the, the, the guys that you see making millions of dollars today, Mary and Wayne drove them somewhere. Even if it was to Wawa's to get something. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So we all had this like kind of family thing going on uh, and we all wanted to see each other make it. And, and that's why the company is where it is today and ECW had that to an extent back in the day and that's why where you know ended up where it ended up uh and and you see a company like um Game Changer you know uh making its way through the you know the the, the waves right now and and it's basically the same type of concept is the love and it's the hey we got to make this happen you know what I'm saying and that's that's why Ring of Honor was able to to, to be around so long and go through many changes, which was, you know, a small market to the Chicago market, to the LA market, to England, and now all over the world. You know, when, when you talk about Ring of Honor, like you mentioned ECW and ECW had that audience like Ring of Honor does and did. Uh, GCW right now is creating a lot of buzz for itself. Good stuff, it's, good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. and they, they just sold, you know, they sold out the Hammerstein for Congratulations to my people over there. Congrats. I mean, it's 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 amazing. But I'll say this. Ring of Honor did it for a much longer period of time. You're talking uh, you know, over 18 years, 
And also, I don't think there's any other organization that brought in wrestlers and made superstars like Ring of Honor did. I don't think there's any other organization you can compare it to. I think Ring of Honor is on a plateau all by itself. Oh, yeah. And a lot of people ask me, why why aren't you signed and this and that? And, and, well, you got to look at you got to look at it. Look how long I've been with the company since day one. You know, I haven't been on a lot of most recent shows, but like if you go into the catalog, I'm on almost all the shows, you know, but uh, it's it's a matter of just realizing that it's a um, a national treasure now in sports entertainment. Uh, this yeah. company done, you know, made stars that a lot of other companies don't want to kind of continue see making them, you know, you know, they want to just bring in new people. You know what I'm saying? So like Ring of Honor really created a bunch of stars, like a lot of the big companies grab them. And yeah, there's a lot of other people out there that are straggling. And the reason why they're straggling is because Ring of Honor made them stars. If that makes any sense, it it, it absolutely does make you, sense. You know, so so that's really why it's you know it's hard. You know, it, it's and and you know, uh, shout out to everybody that's on the roster right now that's going through what they're going through with the, you know, with the short hiatus that Ring of Honor is going on. I know how it is to be getting checks, you know, some nice checks, and then all of a sudden they stop coming in. You know what I mean? I know how that goes, but. Don't worry, you guys made a name for yourselves. And this is my message to those guys. And sometimes I forget I'm an old guy. You know what I mean? I'm an old guy now. So I really do have to like, to, you know, but you guys made a name for yourselves now. And now is the time to go out there and continue to uh, to do that and, and continue your mission, whether you're signed to, to uh, a, a major um, sports entertainment league or whether you're still independent. Go out there, make your money, you know, uh, continue to, you know, grow your craft, whether it's in the ring or outside the ring as a sports entertainer in the ring or as a personality or as an actor, whatever it is that you're doing, continue to, uh, you know, take yourself to school and learn how to become better and always look to, you know, uh, the legends. All right. Not only the WWE, not only the WWE legends, now. you know what I'm saying? Because now, you know, the WWE legends are like 70 years old. You know what I'm saying? There's been a yeah. lot going on since then. There's a lot going on since then. And like guys like me and Danielson and Samoa Joe, we're in our 40s now. You understand what I'm saying? We're still young. But that's not the young that the wrestling business needs right now to thrive. So it's guys like me and Samoa Joe and um, Brian Danielson and now the, you know, so on and so We got to talk to the younger guys and hopefully they'll be able to uh, keep a little bit of the magic uh, still there in professional wrestling. Because I think that's really what, you know, is, is gone a little bit, the magic. It's still there, it's still hot, but the magic is gone as far as, like, just in the back. Yeah. You know, I, you know how, music, you know how like, magic people, they, you know, they have, like, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, you mentioned the magic, and also pro wrestling's made of moments. Is there one moment for you that stands out? In, in all the time you were with Ring of Honor? There's a lot. There's a lot. And and, and there's one moment, and, and I don't want to, like, one, I'll share that moment another time with you. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that moment was probably the moment where it was like, whoa. You know, but if you're talking about positive moments, you know what I'm saying? Like that, um, 
that I could definitely say was, uh, okay, this was like, it was like in 2012. Now this is like years after Ring of Honor has been around. Mm-hmm. And then the, um, you know, the, the creative department and the, the director, the executive director came to me and they were like, um, we want you to wrestle. And I was like, okay. You know, and I was always a wrestler. You know what I mean? But it was like, I used to be 200, you know, 300 pounds back in the day, but it's like now I'm, you know, 178. So it was like, okay, we want you to wrestle. Um, and, you know, to them, they, you know, this is when I knew, okay, uh, that I would always love this company because to them, they were like, no, not to do it. To me, I was like, I can't do it. You know what I mean? And I knew I could do it because I was a trained professional. I traveled all over the world um, doing it. You understand what I'm saying? But it was like the business was evolving and changing and this and that. So when I did actually wrestle at the Hammerstein Ballroom, and and I wrestled at Madison Square Garden for the WWE and all over. But when I wrestled at the Hammerstein Ballroom for Ring of Honor, um, that was definitely, you know, that was definitely my, like, it was like, okay, this is, you know, this is, uh, I was born to be in this business. When those streamers, when they started throwing the streamers and it was a packed crowd for the Generico, the, you know, the Generico and the Steam match that night was the main event. Was that event. Ladder Wars? Was that Ladder Wars? Yes. Okay. Yes. Main event. And it was already a packed house and it was a big show. And for me to be one of the matches was just like a very memorable moment. And I just know that I always, uh, you know, I, I made my place in the industry, but I just wanted to, you know, continue. I want to continue growing, feeding my family, giving jobs to my friends, so on and so forth. It's, uh, as you're talking about it, that time period, like, especially like 2008 to 2012, that area right there with you and with, you know, Tyler Black and with El Generico and Kevin Steen and Austin Aries. And, you know, you look at uh, Brian, uh, Brian Danielson and Nigel McGinnis. Right, like, think, right, about, right. think about those names I just mentioned. Those are, those oh, are Hall of top. Fame names right there. Elite. And there you go. The Elite. And I always said that. I always said that before. And Tony Khan, I love Tony Khan. Great guy. He is awesome, by the way. But yeah. The elite in the business started and are from Ring of Honor. The elite right now. You know, and don't get me wrong, the legends from WWE and NWA and all that, those guys will always be who they are and what they did in the industry. But, like, the elite right now in the business are those guys you just mentioned. And, like, look, you know, you got this company, all elite, uh, the second largest company in the world right now uh, for wrestling, you know, in America. You know, shit. But, you know, Tony Khan, cut the check, my friend. All right? I'm ready for you. I'm ready to come down and have some shrimp cocktails with you, my friend. All right? I know how you feel. All right? You saw the YouTube. All right? Let's make it happen, my friend. And thank you for for, for the speedy delivery. He knows what I'm talking about, David. He understands. <laughs> he, he respects. But, like, you, you mentioned that, like, and I remember having a conversation with Bully a couple of years ago. It was right when, you know, that whole Wednesday night in. war was happening between NXT and AEW. You and mean, I looked, so- yeah, you do. But I looked at the WWE and, it, like, Seth Rollins was the champion for WWE, you know, 
Tyler Black. And then you're looking at you're looking at NXT. It's the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and Roderick Strong. Like that's all Ring of Honor. And then you look at AEW. You got Cody. You got the Bucks. And, and you have Hangman Page. And I'm like, this is everybody. I'm, that's all Ring of Honor. Like it really does come from that Ring of Honor tree. It does. And and the, the day that it really hit me was when it was like, uh, I mean, it hit me ever since they started, you know, ever since all these guys just really started getting in the headlines lately. Um, but when uh, AEW came to Queens and it was like, sheesh, like these, <laughs> I was just in the ring a couple of years ago with Kamala and Brian Danielson. And look, he's fucking headlining. Excuse me for cursing. No, it's he's right. satellite. You can curse. You can say he, shit, he, fuck, whatever he, you want. He's, he's headlining <laughs> New York City, you know, and, and that's just a blessing. And I'm just glad that I'm, you know, a part of the um, the cloth in sports entertainment uh, to, to, to see it where it is today, you know, and to see where African-Americans are today. Because, you know, um, Ring of Honor, I, you know, I, I know you watch Final Battle. You know, yeah. they're all inclusive. It's an all-inclusive company. And I think like uh, a lot of the reasons because of that is because I was there also for many years as well. Just like really just advocating. I know that the uh, my gimmick does not look like it, you know, but I'm very, very active in, in, in my African-American uh, community. And as far as like uh, uplifting, like my African-American, you know, uh, you know, younger uh you know, athletes out there. And I, and that, I do that for all the athletes, African-American, Chinese, white, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, being one of the, one of the first black wrestlers to wrestle for Ring of Honor, it, it's definitely, uh, and to see where it is now, it's definitely an honor to be a part of that, that lineage. All right. So, so for you, you personally, what's next? Like what, what goals do you have? What more do you want to achieve? Like, what's next for you? The first thing is to get you as a, an official nail cutter for my foot. All right? That's the first <laughs> thing I want to accomplish. And it's actually um, probably be an upgrade to what I'm doing right now, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're dying to get back to the studio, David. But, um, you know, right now, it, it, it's number one, continuing to be uh, a good and better person. You know, uh, a lot of fucked up shit in the world, my friend. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And just like, you know, you grow up and you shit, this and that. And like, you know, and I just want to continue that because the industry is is just like, not the industry, but just the world is so weird. So I just want to continue to be that person to um, help people because the more people you help, the more successful you become. Uh the biggest next accomplishment is to uh, perform with the embassy at a very, very high level in 2022, uh, at a very high level in 2022. Uh, and, you know, that the way that that's going to happen is um, no hate, you know, the no hate policy. And I, and I think that's really what, that's it. Like if you, you know, a lot of people hate people but they like their work. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. So if, if that's what it is, then let let them let let the person do what they got to do. 
You understand what I'm saying? Because if that's what's going to bring the money in, that's what's going to bring the money in. Why, why aren't we doing that? Why aren't we doing that? Because this person doesn't get along with that person. This person doesn't get along. What is this? Romper room? It's true. I knew you were going to laugh with that one because you know I romper up, I grew up on romper room. <laughs> Magic garden, romper room, electric right, company. Right, all of that. <laughs> so, so let's get away from the romper room stuff and, and, and let's help the industry because right now we need people to say, okay, no, 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 no. This person needs to be on, I'm not talking about me. You know what I mean? Like, I already know I'm gifted. And everyone that is on TV, they're on TV right now because I was there helping to enhance them to be there. So I'm not going to argue with anyone. I'm not going to argue with anyone. I'm not going to try to uh, impress anybody. You know, I've come past that. I'm, I'm 42 years old. I just lost two of my best friends. Two of my best friends, John, Jimmy Rave and my best friend, Jonathan Harry, and my god brother. All of this in, in one like swoop of like two months. So, you know, for me to sit here and try to impress somebody at this point, no, I have to feed my family and I have to entertain at a high level. And that's my, my biggest goal, to entertain at a high level and to uh, not hate. Not hate. I might not agree with you. Like, oh, man, I, I don't. Sheesh, I heard a couple of things, you know what I mean? But I can't, yeah. unless they went to court or something like that, or in case there's like hard evidence of, about someone, I can't really be sitting here judging them. I got to judge their work in the ring. If the work in the ring and what they do on the mic is trash, it's trash. If it's good, it's good. And, you know, numbers lie. I mean, numbers don't lie. Men lie, women lie. Numbers don't lie. And and my numbers have been very, very successful for you. So I'm waiting for a call from one of the company. I hope so, because you deserve it. You've done so much for the world of wrestling, not just Ring of Honor, but um, you're definitely, I'm I'm one of your biggest fans because I, Thank truly, you, Dave. I truly understand what you have given heart and soul to this business. Thank and, you. And thank, thank you. you. Thank you for giving the time today. I appreciate it. And I can't wait to see what you do in 2022. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anybody that's listening and watching, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Prince King Nana. All right. I want to give a shout out to Mark Henry. All right. I got to shout him out first because yeah. this is his show. Uh, and Mark and I have been talking for like 10 years, over 10 years through one of my mentors. Shout out to Wendell Haskins. All right. Uh, so shout out to Mark Henry, shout out to Johnny Raj, shout out to Carrie Silken, the whole Ring of Honor, AEW, uh, Gizzy G, my artist out in Brooklyn, New York. I want to thank all these people. Rest in peace to Johnny Raj, uh, Jimmy Rave, uh, my uh, nephew, Jariel. Everybody, I'm going to make you proud. And David, I'm going to make you proud too. And I'm going to make you an official nail foot cutter. I think it, I, I, I think know it, that didn't even make sense, but that's I think hey, it, that's, no, I think it's time. Free. I think it's time for me to cut your nails, just the feet. <laughs> I think it's time to be your your foot nail cutter officially. There you um, go. And I there would do go. it because would that make me part of the embassy or no? It, you've been a part of the embassy. You just don't know it. All right. I hey, I use busted open as a channel to infiltrate and see what's going on in pro wrestling, and this is the. Number one stop shop for anybody, anyone looking for anything going on, 
Dave is the male Oprah Winfrey, all right? Wow. Of Pro Wrestling Radio, all right? So make sure you guys are always checking out Busted Open, all right? David, I love you, my friend. Be good, all right? All right, you too, my friend. Thank <laughs> Look at you, you blushing. I am blushing. I've never been called the male Oprah Winfrey before. That's new. <laughs> Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.